I've lost a footy. In a couple, in okay. a couple of weeks. There you go, Luke. Good, mate. How about yourself? Not too bad. I just want to say that um, this will go down as a week when the Poms took whinging to a new level um, and astounding hypocrisy and double standards to boot, mate. So. Well, the interesting thing is, morally, they keep coming out and saying they've pretty much won the tests, you know, three... Yeah, they won that. <laughs> they're on top, aren't they? Oh, they're on top. Yeah. Um, yeah, they... Um, Piers, I don't know if you've been seeing the stuff from uh, Piers, Piers Morgan, but yeah. that's been uh, classic, so... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think the, the image of Barstow, Barstow sort of walking out of his crease will, will live long into time. Did has uh, Piers said anything last night after yesterday's less than sort of brilliant start by the Poms? Or is no, he quiet now? He's, he's probably praying for rain now. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> rain, uh, rain's when it suits him, so... Uh, that's hilarious. There you go, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, been since we last chatted, uh, a couple couple more losses notched on to, to both teams, mate. Yeah, no situation normal so business as usual <laughs> it's, uh, it's like oh just limping to the end of the season now yeah 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 so um, I'll, I might well, I guess on that note I might kick off with my uh, first good call bad call right Frio's age demographic um, has them probably where they should be so I think they're the second uh, youngest side being fielded um uh, so, are we judging them a bit too harshly? Have expectations been a bit too high? Um, mixed call. And the reason I say that is that I think last week they had the youngest team out there, but whenever I look at those, the average ages of the teams at the start of the year, <clears throat> there's always about 10 or 12. There's about six months between them. There's, yeah, there's hardly yeah, any difference. Yeah, yeah. And it's skewed. So, uh, you know, like a couple yeah. of players can really skew it. Yeah. So I don't put a lot of, I don't put, I mean, they, they, what it does say is that they've got some inexperienced players on their side, but I don't, I don't put that much weight in the average age myself. And you hear the commentators talk about it quite a bit. Oh, they're the youngest team. Oh, but as I say, often there's hardly anything in it between the average. It's not like one team's average 30 years old, the other one's average 22. It's never like that. It's always 25.6 and the youngest is 24.2 or something like that. So. Yeah, I, I <coughs> yeah, there's some there's some inexperienced players in there, but I I, I don't buy the you know, six out of seven losses. I don't think you put it down to that. I just think I went to the game and um, I didn't mind watching it because they took the game on a bit. They tried to go run through the middle, but their skills their skills are just appalling, absolutely appalling. Yeah, and they had they had the ball. They went out on the on the sometimes on the open side, and they'd have three or four players out there, and the kick would go over the head or short, or he'd fun, or the guy receiving would fumble. Then the defender would come in, so he'd get it over the top eventually, and then that's all, it would all happen again. It was laughable. By the time they got into the forward line, it was all clogged up. So it was their skills were terrible, but it wasn't. I didn't mind watching the game because, um, as I said, they had a go at getting it through the guts. It's just that they're either the confidence is gone or they need to do more skill development. But as for the ages. Not, not really, not really buying that that much. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, maybe I'll throw out a bit of a challenge to uh, the, the guru. Maybe uh, average and, and the mean age is not the right metric. Maybe we need to look at median uh, or uh, uh, or mode or something like that. Maybe there's a different statistic we should be uh, <laughs> using. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think I think 
there was some analysis done around age brackets. Mm. Like if you had a good chunk of your team yeah. in that 24 to 28 bracket, uh, who have who have done who won who played a certain amount of games, that was a, a pretty good at some one stage a pretty good indicator of, of, of success. But um, just the average age, I think, is too blunt an instrument to be yeah. taken seriously as something that you can really rely on personally. Yeah, right, fair. And uh, I think it's uh, <laughs> the first quarters again that uh, are coming up. Free has come up short, so oh, don't know what J Lo's doing in his pre-game speech, but it's uh, obviously um, having but, a bit of a snooze effect. Putting them to sleep, mate. Mm. Okay, I got one for you, Luke. Now shoot, we shoot. have seen we have seen some good footy, good footy over there, and uh, the pies, the pies port game. What a what a what a cracker! Even though I was at the Freo game, I watched some of it later. Only injuries can stop the pies. Good call, bad call. Great call. Yep. Uh, I think. Well, if you look at the, the ladder as it stands, you've got um, Brisbane and Port uh, second and third. And um, some of the supporters out there that might uh, listen to this podcast are going to hate me saying this, but they pose absolutely no danger to the Collingwood at the G. Um, so, and then, yeah, you've got a couple of other teams a bit more flaky um, below that um, in terms of um, Melbourne and, and, and Geelong, um, who could make a bit of a charge and maybe mount a bit of a challenge. But um, at this point, it's the, the pies to lose. I, I, yeah, if, if they don't get injuries, I, there's, I just cannot, I cannot see them getting beaten in the finals because they just, they got, they've, they've got too much belief, they've got too many, too many options, too much depth. They just, they're just um, and of course the Dagos brothers are taking it to a, to a new level. They've made Sidebottom and uh, Pendlebury look probably better than what they should do at this stage of their career. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah, incredible. Um, well, I got another, I, I got yeah. no one for you to back okay. up, Luke. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll jump yep. in. Yep. And you, you didn't agree with me, so I reckon this is still the case. Though. Port still the most legitimate contender. Good call, bad call. Horrible call, Steve. Horrible. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think the last time we um, we spoke, I mentioned that the next month was going to be really telling uh, for Port, and they've uh, now dropped uh, two of those games. They've got a showdown um, this oh. week, which, despite how Adelaide are, are tracking, always seems to be a bit of a... Uh, you know, a, a close game, and it will be one that we'll probably watch with um, keen interest. Um, I think there's probably a part of me that still hangs on to: can you actually trust Port? Um, they've been one of those really flaky teams, and then they had that prelim a couple of years ago where it was all it was all shaping up for them. That they just they just choked. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. And if they seem to be sort of, um, uh, I think, limping to the line a little bit, they seem to be a bit, bit banged up. Um, so I actually have probably met Brisbane and, and Melbourne ahead of Port. And um, I did flick you uh, a bit of a stat, and you sort of said, oh, you know, uh, what is that? But uh, apparently Port will have to defy history because they've conceded 110 points uh, by three scores, uh, three times, sorry. And uh, no Premier has done that uh, since 2004, which coincidentally was uh, when, when Port won the flag. But um, they've conceded a few big scores, which um, is probably a bit of a, a worry as well. Mm. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. All right, I've got, I've got, I haven't finished with this one yet. Okay, okay, we'll so still we'll, going. We'll, right. come, we'll come yeah, back to yeah, it. Yeah. We'll come back to it, but I'll let you. Um... Okay. Um, been a bit of bit of talk during the week. Interested in your views, but the uh, the Coleman Medal Award this year is tainted. Good call, bad call. Stupid call. <laughs> Ridiculous, idiotic call. 
I saw the stat that showed that uh, whoever is on top's got 40% of his Cornwall. goals against the bottom two Cornwall. sides, yep. whoever that is. Yep. Yeah, whatever. So what? I mean, every year there are teams that struggle. Um, you might say that the Eagles have had a, 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 a different season to most other teams that have been on, on the bottom, but I don't, I don't, I don't buy it. There, there's, there's 18 teams in the competition. If you, you know, if you can kick a few goals against the bottom sides, that's often happened throughout the history of the game. Um, and I know this year's different. It's a bit of a standout in terms of him kicking a lot of goals against them. But it's just, the, it's just the way it, this is where the, the way it falls. Like you know, you play. You might as well say, oh, every year is tainted because some people, some you play two good teams, and you know, uh, another side plays two weak teams for their double ups and that sort of stuff. So I don't. I'm not buying that, mate. Sorry. Well, I'm. 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 I will spare a thought for Oscar Allen because. Um, so Charlie Kerno's kicked 19 goals against the Eagles. If. Uh, Oscar Allen added that to his goal tally. He would actually be leading the, the Coleman. So spare a thought for uh, old Oscar, who doesn't get to play the Eagles um, <laughs> himself. But uh, the reason I'm not buying it, and it's interesting that none of the commentators have really um, latched onto this, is yes, Charlie is leading. But uh, by the end of the year, Taylor Walker and Nick Larkey, who are sort of uh, coming up behind, by the end of the year, they were all uh, three of them would have played the Eagles twice. So um, that's uh, completely, completely fair in, in, in my mind. And um, I don't see anyone beyond that pack really challenging uh, for the Coleman this year. Jeremy Cameron's dropped right off. So um, yeah. if we're actually talking about fairness, I think all three of them have had, um, will have a equal of shot um, at the Eagles. As it, so as, there you yeah, go. Yeah, as it's worked out, as yep. it's worked out. Um, just cast your mind back to round four or five, Luke, when they were making they were making calls about um, um, Jeremy Cameron will kick a hundred. Yeah, kick 100 yeah, goals yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, I love, What's happened that, to that? That's, we, that's, I remember that's we, one of your AFL bingos. Uh, definitely <laughs> one of the items on there because it happens every year. Uh, a, a player will kick a bag at the start of the year and they go, they're on track for a hundred. Um, yeah, but that's uh, definitely dropped right off. Yeah, yeah. All right, so you don't agree with me here, but I'm going to throw this one out there anyway, Luke. These are top four pretenders. Two weeks in a row now. Two weeks in a row, they've they've won against very you know they. Oh, I don't know. I just I, I just think the they they've limped over the line in a couple of games. They've they had wins, but gee mate, they are, I reckon they're that far behind. Even Port, I think they're far behind Port as well. But Port, you know, obviously have had a, a couple of injury concerns and that sort of stuff. A few outs. I don't know. I I, I don't like them one bit. You've contradicted yourself there, uh, Steve, with your other. Um... So, because Port have limped over the line about in about four or five games, um, so uh, no, I, no, I, I think I think Melbourne's best football. Um, I think Melbourne's best football is still um, right up there. Um, they're bubbling on. They're in a good position. I think um, you know um, a lot of the teams when they when the Premiership are not the number one uh, seeded side. They're sort of around the mark um, but I'm sure Collingwood probably of the top four in the first week of finals so looking at the um, list of potential opponents I reckon they would probably want not to sorry they probably wouldn't want to play Melbourne of, of the uh, other three um, sorry other two because obviously the home ground advantage is gone and I, I, I think um, Melbourne on their day. Clayton Oliver could come back in to, sh- to straighten them up a bit as well. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, 
Right, I can see I can see your angle, but um, I think probably, like I think of the top four, they're probably the the, the, the challenger to the pies. Oh jeez. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see that Collingwood would like to, wouldn't like to play it because it's just because it's at the G though. Yeah. Other than that, I don't think it would make much difference. But uh, okay, we'll we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Right. Uh, Steve, uh, we've we've talked about the uh, the footy bingo, but apart from revenue, there is no other possible logical or good reason for a wild card round. Good call, bad call. Oh, best call you've made all year. <laughs> um, absolutely stupid idea. You play 20, 23 weeks of the year with a couple of buyers or whatever thrown in. And to get to the, you know, get, get into the eight and you've earned your spot and then something, go, something goes wrong and you miss by a kick and suddenly you're out again after a wild card. Stupid. It's just, it it's, doesn't make any sense to me at all. And it sort of, it sort of negates the value of really working hard and getting there in the, in the home and away season. And, 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 and we know that really in reality, you know, the... Tenth isn't going to do anything anyway. Tenth's not going to do anything. Anything outside the top four hardly does anything as well. Um, no. What? Yeah. What a ridiculously stupid idea. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. I think it's terrible. Uh, I hate to see it coming to footy. It's another one of these things. Oh, let's let's see what they're doing in some other sport and try and adopt it. And it's just they're forgetting they're forgetting the integrity of the game, yeah. in my opinion. So what we're going to see Gold Coast play? You know. Someone for you know, it's just if they couldn't, yeah, twenty three games get themselves in it in shape, and every year, yeah, that you know, isn't sometimes it comes down to the the last few games of the season where it is actually a wild card round in terms of percentage, exactly. Like so, exactly, yeah, yeah, and exactly. and yep. also if you're scheduling in this round, you're then putting a buy in for. Um, yeah, other teams right. and, then, and then another buyer is, yeah it's just um, yeah we're going to have next Luke they're going to bring in goaltending if you're on the goal line <laughs> you can't touch the ball if it's coming down yeah, because, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. anything Darf. goes mate anything goes daft call yeah cool agree daft idea you alright alright Luke uh, you might not know this but <clears throat> Frio fans have give, given up <laughs> It was a very, it was a very content, oblivious, accepting, having nice little chats, just sort of watching, sort of half-heartedly, having a bit of a, uh, bit of a cheer when, uh, when Walters kicked a goal. But boy, they've really given up the ghost in terms of any expectations this year. I don't know if you wouldn't have seen it or not. Oh, good call, Steve. Um, well, I didn't because uh, the AFL scheduled uh, an absolute classic at the exact same yeah. time, so my, my eyes were glued to the, the Port um, Pies game. Uh, and didn't catch too much of uh, the Frio game because they actually started at the exact same time as well. I know, yeah. Um, which is a bit bit odd. Um, but I'd have to agree with this because I know of some Frio friends that went to the Denmark-China uh, World Cup women's game and didn't even keep an, an eye on the, on the, the Frio Dockers uh, game. So, um, yeah, the diehards are jumping off to watch um, some random countries uh, play soccer. It probably tells you... Tells you a bit of uh, where the WA clubs are at. They had a they had a reasonable crowd there. It's just that they were very passive. Like they were just sort of oh yeah, what, kind of like whatever you know. It was it was quite bizarre. Um, just having little chats with their little groups and paying sort of a little bit of notice of the footy, but not that much. Mm. What I haven't seen before. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. Last one, Steve. Just along the lines of that footy, uh, the footy bingo, um, because I sent you an article that Simon Garlic was embracing the best of three grand final uh, series. Um, and my my good call, bad call is surely uh, through your you know other discussions that you're having elsewhere that surely the AFL public is now awake uh, to the annual cycle of tripe that the AFL media will bring out each and every year. Good call, bad call. Well, good call. Uh, Why do we have the same same things happen every single year? Day grand final, night grand final, best of three, wild card round, conferences, um, Tasmanian team. You know, like it's just every year the same thing gets trudged out. Yeah, no, it, it does. And... Um... <clears throat> I think the general AFL media are saved in WA by how bad the West is in comparison, right? Yeah, that's fair. So I don't think, I don't think, um, yeah, no, it's, it's good. Same old, same old crap. Best of three grand final. Get real. It's ridiculous. So what the, if you're, for one thing, if you're an interstate team, does that mean you get the second one in your home ground? Because otherwise you're going to travel to Melbourne three weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah, potentially. yeah, yeah. So yeah, the whole thing's stupid. No. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a good call though. You get the same things over and over again, and the and the media plays them up for all their worth, and they have no value. Yeah, good, yeah, good call, mate. Yeah. You got any more? All right, now, yeah, I have got one more. Yeah. Um, now, this is resting on my. I do think Porter. As I said, I do, I do think they're the number one challenger still. But I was thinking about you know, your comment about they're feeling a bit, getting a bit banged up, getting a bit, looking a bit tired, a bit bruised. Uh, I think they need an edge to give themselves a chance to beat the Pies in the final. So I'm I'm suggesting that they should think about rotating and re- and resting a few of their most banged up players, especially the midfielders. Like they've got the games to come against the Giants, Frio, and Richmond. A couple mm-hmm. of those at home. Mm-hmm. They should they should be resting, give, giving extra rest to a couple of their like their, the, the really hard working midfielders, a couple of players that are a bit sore, <laughs> or even playing them something them off at half time with the game sort of looking like it's gone pretty well giving them this extra rest I think because we look at last year at Geelong um, they were able to do that a bit they were able to sort mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. you know they had enough breathing space where they were able to, they had an old list so, well they had a number of old players but they, they were able to do that but I reckon Port should think about this uh, in terms of uh, really having giving extra rest to players not, not running them into the ground I mean they've got a buy but still I'd like to see them get a bit, a bit of extra extra time yeah it's an interesting call because it's a fine balance because if obviously they drop a few more in Brisbane Melbourne um, yeah it's a risk they don't they lose that home ground advantage in that first week and you know win that you get a home prelim so um, mm, it's a fine it's a fine balance um, and yeah, I think they got the showdown, and then they got another tough. What was the other game that you mentioned as well? Um, oh, that, well, they've got three that I reckon they can target: the Giants at home. See, Giants, Giants are playing some really inspired, yeah, inspired football as well. So. Uh, Frio and Frio are gone, so they could do it. They could, Frio's yeah. over here, but yeah. still, they could yeah. um, they could try and, and Richmond at home as well. Mm, okay. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, anyway. uh, yeah, no, I think they did manage a, a couple of players this week, so maybe they've yeah. already got the, the memo. Yeah, I, I, I think they, we need to, yeah. personally. Um, all right. All right. And um, what caught our eye? Did anything uh, catch your eye during the week? Uh, just a couple of things what, uh, from the, just from the waffle, Luke. Uh, your team, mm-hmm. 
Nisha Mandel women, they won the Waffle W Grand Final, but I didn't see you celebrating, mate. Where were you? Mate, it's been a, it's been two. That's why we haven't to do a podcast. I was just I was, I was celebrating Mad Monday. Um, yeah, it's what a time to be alive. Um, no, no, it's uh, no, it's it's great. And um, in no, in in uh, in defence of the AFLW, it's been a bit disappointing that they've only just taken till last week to actually release the fixture, um, which starts in about six weeks' time. So, um, that's unbelievable. Yeah, really unbelievable. nice. That's the, the AFL, national uh, AFL. Yeah. Yeah, 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 to step in there. But no, no. No, it's good to see the uh, the, the, the Sharkies uh, take home a, a title and redeem themselves from last year, Steve. So, no, yeah, I, yep. I followed, I followed. That's their second flag. Um, and I'll just, I'll as well continue on because it's another waffle yeah, one, mate. Yeah. I know how you love my waffle comments. Uh, remember my tip for the flag, East Perth? Mm-hmm. They knocked off Claremont from top spot. And I was at Leaderville Oval and uh, the East Perth fans, mate, they were getting really excited. They're making quite a bit of noise down there, the... 20 or 30 of them um, but um, and it was interesting because if they were to go on and win it I mean it's a long way to go but it'd be their first flag since the uh, trio uh, the alignment trio of flags in 2000 2002 remember those yeah yeah, when, uh, West, yeah. West Coast had the, yeah. the alignment arrangement yeah and um, the, before that they hadn't won one since 1978 so <clears throat> it's been a long time since they've had a non-aligned flag but uh, I reckon they're a good thing for this year they're playing good footy and I, I just think that uh, like I said it's pretty even but um, yeah it was interesting yeah and I think interesting um, to be down there they're, a lot of they're that, really excited about a lot of that's probably due to the, the recruitment they've got some really good ex-AFL talent on that list yeah they have yeah, yeah they have they've got they've, they've really got, mature bodies yeah absolutely yeah. and yeah. I think that's that, that could make a difference yeah. um Come, come finals time. Mm, no, over to you, mate. What did you, you see? Well, mate, I, I think we need to give ourselves a, a, a pat on the back. I think because um, we've talked about the West sort of ripping off our, our content, but I just think uh, we just need to step back and, um, you know, we've talked about the footy bingo and it's now complete, but um, two big names that we've talked about all, all year, uh, Grundy and, and Lobb, uh, both since we've, we've caught up, have... Uh, been uh, dropped uh, from from their teams respectively. So um, we've been we've been saying this for weeks and weeks and weeks, and and finally uh, it looks like uh, their teams have woken up. And um, well, I was going to say there was reports of, of Nizzy being uh, Gonski and start celebrating uh, that as well. But uh, the West is saying that he's actually looking for an extension. So I'm I'm just pretty confused about that all at the moment. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, are you, I think you sent me a couple of uh, posts that the West had made. One was that oh, some, their futures of the coach and Nizzy are being discussed at a meeting, and the next thing it was, oops. Sorry, just getting together for a barbecue. Um, <laughs> That's right. The West and the Eagles, the relationship at the moment is uh, quite strained, and I'll, I might uh, talk about that in clickbait in just yeah, a moment. But um, the other thing, uh, we haven't really talked since the whole Harley Reid thing um, dropped. And um, yeah, so you know, the report coming out, Sam McClure says, you know, he's spoken to some people and they've told the, um, uh, the Eagles that Harley Reid doesn't want to uh, come out come out west and, and play for the Eagles um, and then he comes on his show the next night and sort of said oh no look it was um, that maybe and potentially and you know really was backtracking um, out of what he what he's said um, 
This is the same guy that, you know, dragged Dusty Martin through the, um, the mud last year around him being traded to Sydney. He just throws stuff out there that actually has no accuracy at all. Um, but if it clicks on his podcast and his, and his, his papers, um, it, uh, it's pretty unacceptable, actually. Um, and that poor kid, um, to have been, you know, his integrity questioned. And, um, and you know, in, in every... You know, ask 90% of draftees, they're all going to say they probably want to stay home in their home state. So for him to say, I prefer to stay in Victoria, I can totally understand why you'd be saying that. But to sort of extend it out and then make it sound like he said he doesn't want to go to the Eagles or has told them, which is a complete uh, untruth, it's just unacceptable. No, I agree wholeheartedly. I, I, I think he's a pretty appalling... <laughs> um, and there's, no, there's no accountability for these guys. They can say whatever they want, and who, who holds them to account? Where do you where do you where do you see any kind of a, a blowback to what he's to the, the ridiculous calls and you know mistakes that he makes, or deliberate even sort of mistruths he puts out there to get a bit of uh, coverage? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no there's, there's no there's no accountability, and that's what annoys me. He's a used car salesman of the journalism world. That's uh, how I define him. Um, just yeah, it's. Uh... And just, uh, just the backtracking when he actually got, you know, it got found out that there was no truth to what he was saying. Um, yeah. Mm, so appalling. Appalling. Yeah. But I am going to then, you know, turn this into to clickbait. And uh, I don't know if so you saw the article by Mitchell I did. Woodcock. I did. Yep. This, the woe is me article around Simo won't answer his, his questions. So, Mitchell... Here's my uh, tip, mate. Try asking some intelligent questions. So his questions are closed-ended, and uh, you know what is he expecting from the types of questions that he's asking. So I just wouldn't put out. Um, I was listening to the Campbell Chester had a um, press conference earlier this year. So it was a 19-year-old kid, and here's the genius questions that this man's asking. Would you like Luke Shuey to play on? What is the kid going to say? No. You know, no, I don't. Okay. Uh, did he give you a hint of his how his hammy is going? Right. Okay. Does does the playing group galvanise to get around Adam? What, you know, do you enjoy working with him? Like, what are these questions that you're asking, Mitchell? Of course you're getting shut down because the questions you're asking are ridiculous. So, um, yeah, that, that article really got under my skin. No, look, that was, that was a, one of the worst bit of, bits of journalism I think I've seen from the West recently, and that's saying something. That basically he said the whole time justify himself, saying, oh, I'm just, a, I'm just a passionate reporter. That's all I am. And Simpson won't ask my questions. And he answers, and the other thing he said, oh, he answers other people's questions, but not mine. <laughs> Well, that's what that's, I'm saying. To have, a, have a bit of a but, reflection on the questions that you're asking. But I mean, but, but, that's, but what he's written there, mate, it's not journalism. No. It's not reporting a story and trying to get to the bottom. It's actually it's having a, a, a whinge about how how his right how righteous he is. He's not. It's just not. He's not. He's not reporting news. He's not reporting sports news. It's it's it's, it's one of the, it's. I don't know, you know. I don't know how the West do their sort of. Um, quality control that sort of stuff or whether they have any editorial sort of control but to allow that through as an editor uh, or sub-editor or whatever they have it's just 
it's just appalling. Yeah. I, 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 I thought I thought it was a just I couldn't, couldn't quite believe reading it actually that they would put they would print that crap. Yeah, and and then maybe maybe then there's the other thing the West maybe send someone else out. So Mitchell Mitchell right. Mitchell should go um, maybe go down to the you know uh, another sport or do something a little bit different with his time. I think. I agree. I, yeah. 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 Uh, the other thing, uh, maybe this is a bit more of uh, what caught my eye, but um, our man Rory Lobb kicked a bag in the uh, the VFL, but there was a a uh, the Footscray played the Northern <laughs> Bull Ants, and there was a hundred and sixty points to four behinds. Um, wow. So I was just I was just curious, where's the VFL's broken um, type storyline? Because <laughs> that seems absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're not uh, not too concerned by the uh, by that one. I didn't hear any. I didn't see any stories about how bad it was or no. um, the bull ants. You know, the bull ants uh, should be kicked out of the competition. Or who would go? Who would be drafted by them, Luke? Tell me. No, no. Which, well, Harley Reid's not going to play for them. No way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no, good call. All right. Um, that's it for me. I don't, unless you've got any other. No, thought. but yeah. All right. Oh, just about the uh, another one on the west while we're while we're bagging them. Uh, I had to laugh because Simo, oh, not Simo, um, uh, Simic. Simic does his player rate, player ratings at the end of every weekend, and actually, I don't mind some of them. Some of his comments actually are pretty good. You know, they're not too bad. I just I lo- I love it which he says this, which is elite. He says that. Look, next time you watch, his readers, look how many times he says which is elite. He loves using that line. Um, but I had to laugh at the front of the of the West. They their sort of uh, the, their frontline heart article down the bottom was, uh, you know, Suma gets it right again. Not in his prayer ratings. Like they're, 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 they've, they've judged it. They've ticked it off. They said, yeah, but he's got it right. You know, they're sort of they're doing a self um, a self assessment there, which always makes me laugh. It's like having one of those internal reviews where, yeah, we're okay. We're all good in here. No problem. You know, we've, we've done a review. And we're 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 all 100% right. But I, that, that's just. Another another uh, example of how, how shoddy oh, that, that paper's a, there's, a, there's a lot of bat pattern going on in that uh, that West building, but um, I'm just I'm just, I'm just yeah. chuckling to myself because I just did this exact same thing about the podcast. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we're we're not we're not professional journalists, mate. We're no, allowed to do that. No, that's fair. Um, all right, if then. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna um, go launch it. So if Dom Sheed was once considered the king of Kalgoorlie then he should hand back the keys and um, maybe maybe we can make him the king of the Cambalda public uh, toilet because uh, oh, he has been stinking it up. Really? Really hating it? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a Dom fan at the moment. Uh, that, I mean, that, that game on the weekend just sort of um, tipped divide, racked up a few possessions, puts absolutely zero defensive pressure on and as soon as the, sort of the ball leaves the um, the clearance, he's flat-footed and, and jogging. It's um, he needs a he needs a bit, bit of a rocket up him. How old is he? I think he's mid mid twenties. And Lee Spur um, suggested he might go to Freo, and um, I'm suggesting Freo, you can take him. God, I don't really need him. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you, he's slow. That's all I can tell you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, interesting yeah. one. I'll, I'll be interested to see how he plays this week. Is he playing? Yeah, he'll be playing. Yeah, well, yeah, well yeah, unless yeah. there's a, you know, another <laughs> random injury. <laughs> All right, well, I got one for you. Yeah. 
If you take the situation into account, then Elliot's goal to put the pies in front has to be a goal of the year contender. Incredible composure. Um, just the pressure he was under from the from the being like one meter away from the port rabid port fans to step outside, kick from more, that distance out. Amazing goal. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a freak. He's done it repeatedly, so it's not a fluke either. No. Just, uh, yeah, just uh, I just look at him and think, mate, I wish he was playing in my team. Yeah. And the other thing was, I think you commented on their forward line. I was thinking about their forward line: Majacek, Cox, Mustay, Elliot, Dugowie. But they've got a lot of options down there. They don't need. I mean, Cox, you can sort of. You can, yeah, I mean, it's a bit equivocal around whether he's not a big dominant forward or not. But geez, they've got a lot of options to yeah. get goals, and, yeah. and the midfield running stringer as well. Yeah. But chances are Cox is going to rip up a, a final or something, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. All right, Steve, if we want to go down the, the best of three series and down the wild card round, and then, you know, then why are we stopping there? Let's, you know, conferences, divisions, cheerleaders. Um, let's get, you know, adverts mixed into the, the coverage. Let's go full. Let's go full US. Let's go full US, mate. <coughs> Well, I tell you what I want to see. I want to see supporters sitting right just two feet, about two feet from the boundary line, like they do in the NBA, mate. You know, have them right up against them, yeah, right in the yeah, play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, take a few out. Take a few out as the players run across the boundary line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As we've discussed, uh, I've had a guts full of <clears throat> trying to change the game as much as they do. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, stop it. Stop. Just stop it. Yeah. Stop. Agree. <laughs> All right. Um, Another one for you. If Cripps and Chera don't get up for the Pies game, then it's a bloodbath. Carlton mm. have more injuries than West Coast Eagles at the moment. No, oh, that's no, that's a, that's that's bad call, Steve. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the, uh, <laughs> but no, um, no, I think, I think without them, yeah, it's uh, and with that Walsh out as well, um, I, th- I you know I think McKay being out doesn't really do too much. Um, to them interestingly but yeah no, the, the Crips Chera are going to be the, the key ingredients and um, yeah it'll be interesting how they've, they've come up this week but um, I, I, I heard I was reading that the Pies have got some got a sickness going through yeah. there and they're going to drop one yeah, they're going to so. drop one soon so yeah. yeah oh yeah they have yeah they have not that long ago they dropped one but yeah they, they could easily I hope it's not against the Blues I can't stand the Blues but anyway uh, if West Coast Steve are blaming the fixture for their rare financial loss, um, then I think we need a, a hundred uh, excavators to get Nizzy's head out of the sand. Um, oh dearie me, I don't, I don't know if you saw that headline. Um, no, but how are they making a loss? I don't know. I don't know how they're making a loss, but how's the uh, try actually performing well and. Uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe you get a better fixture, and maybe you get more people there, um, and people will buy more stuff, and uh, you know it's all connected, Trev. But but if they've got if they've sold out their, the the Ultra Stadium, they get the money regardless of when if they play on yeah. a Wednesday morning at ten a.m. or a bloody Friday night prime time. Yeah. So what's the difference? Yeah, yeah. I don't I, I don't get that. They don't get the, the TV rights don't change depending on how many people watch their game, do they? No, no I, but I think, I, again, this is them not pinpointing what the issue is. I just don't understand the premise behind it. That they're, <laughs> I can't believe they're, they're making any sort of a loss for a start. But, yeah, they're, they're, they're blaming the fixture, uh, yeah, is uh, the least of their problems. Yeah, yeah. 
No, that's a, that's a good one. I like it. I like it. Um, haven't got any more, so... Uh, I've got one more. I've got one more. If Simpson yeah. has bought a few Hungry Jacks chains, then he is sitting on a gold mine. Nick Nat and the others can't seem to get enough. Uh, he's going to have enough profit just from his own players uh, to retire comfortably. From his own players? What do you mean? From his own players eating Hungry Jacks. <laughs> he's going to have enough business from them going through those doors, mate. <laughs> <laughs> M- McGovern's going to go, you know, he orders about 20 each time he goes through. <laughs> is, uh, is, um, is Nick Nack, is he going to retire soon? Is he going to make the announcement? Because it was, was flagged a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I think, they'll get, I think they're going to give him to the pre-season. So I think you'll find he'll stay on the list. Because he's got that, he's got that, uh, He's got a uh, point where he's... Um, Achilles. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't heard anything further about that. But, you know, the other day, Brass had a sore shoulder and it came out last night that he's actually got a broken back, you know, like... <laughs> uh, and it said, on further analysis. It's like, come on, guys. <laughs> you were looking at the shoulder. Uh, you know, um, uh, there's just something broken down there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Well, uh, what about the right. round ahead, Crystal mate? Ball. Crystal ball. What, what are you? Ball. What are you? What are you seeing this weekend? Well, I was. Gonna, <laughs> I was going to say that I was going to pick the West Coast to get off the bottom by the end of the year, but now with those in, further injuries, I, I think I can can that one. <laughs> so I can, yeah. I can take that one round on my crystal ball. Yeah. If they they be, they do very well to win this, they be, to win this week, they do incredibly well given those outs, those added outs. Against <laughs> North, though, you know. I, I, I know North have been actually okay. putting in a bit of effort. So I, I, I said to you, Steve, when we were, the Eagles were about to place Hawthorne, um, and when, when Hawthorne were actually 18th and the Eagles were 17th, and I said, Steve, what's what's going to be the, the you know the margin that's acceptable? And we sort of decided is you know, six goals maybe it's in Tasmania and it's a hundred point loss. So what happens if this is a, a smacking by North? I can't, I can't see that. I can't see that being a smacking. I don't. <clears throat> well, nothing, but nothing will happen. Well, I can, I can. I, There's no one to play on Nick Larkey. Um, LDU, Simpkin, um, uh, Taron Thomas. They've got another good midfielder that goes through there as well. Um, boy, oof, 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 I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I'll tell you what will happen, though. I predict nothing will happen. Surely, I think it's. I think it's. Surely. I think it's. I think it's a bit too cosy. Uh, you know, uh, nothing happens. There has to be. There has to be riots. There has to be like the France riots that we just saw. You know, the other week has to be <laughs> through through Minerez Park. There has to be rocks and pitchforks and fire. There has to be something graffiti. <laughs> Uh. Well, maybe a little bit of graffiti. Well, it's interesting for all our fans out there. We're going to go watch the game together, so we might do some live uh, snippets um, throughout the game. Yeah, no, it'll be it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be good to have a beer. Yeah, okay. Chat about it. All right, I got one. I got one for you. So I've yeah. had a look at the ladder predicted thingy, thingy, majigami, and um, it's, it's shaping up as a quite interesting end of the year, though. Look. Um, the way I have That's it. why we need a wild card. <laughs> I've got Carlton probably at seventh, and then um, 
But the Saints, GWS, Essendon, all in the same points, and their, their percentage is very close. Uh, and so it's going to be it's going to be really interesting to see if if I pans out the way I think it will, which of those sides will make it into the eight. And the other thing that's interesting is that I've got the Crows as being just a game out, but they've got a, a, very, a much superior percentage. Mm. If they can pick up an unexpected win, they could also make it. And I want to ask you this question. Will, is, it, is there a chance that Port will be a bit flat this week after playing the Pies and getting kicked, getting beat right at the end? And are they, I mean, I still reckon they're a good side, but are they vulnerable in the showdown? And could that be the win that gets Crows into the finals, potentially? Could be. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's going to be a... I don't know. I think Adelaide have got their best two small forwards out, which for me sort yeah, of it does tips, help. tips does it a help. bit in Port's favour. But yeah, yeah. Um, these, these showdowns have, have been what the Derby... You'd hope the Derby is, but um, they've always been close, no matter sort of who's who's wearing the ladder, and I don't expect it to be any any differently um, this week. Yeah. And I don't know what the weather's doing, but um, I think Adelaide would be pretty disappointed that they didn't um, oh, they would know, be. come yeah. over the line of, of yeah. Melbourne as well. Yeah, and, they would be. They would be. Yeah. Um, Alia versus Taylor Walker. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. interesting to play, pan out uh, yeah. those last few um, yeah. those last few spots in the eight. It's really quite competitive. The other game that's got really got my eye is the Bulldogs Giants one. They don't like each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Toby Green and and uh, has for years got under their skin, and um, this game could probably dictate if one of them will will make the eight. So I think that, that mm-hmm. this game coming up is your wild card game that you're looking for. Um, yeah, I'm not really. I'm not as. I'm not as big on the Giants as you. I think they. T- I think they're way too inconsistent. But um, well, one one player. Only one player's really got my um, optimism, and it's their, it's their captain. Oh, he's amazing. He's he, amazing. He just turns games on on their head. Yeah, so, he does. Yeah. Um, Love watching him play. Yeah, I think if he's if he's well held or not playing, I don't give Giants much of a chance. But um, yeah, he, he's he's an incredible player. Mm. All right. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. No, got... no, I think uh, we've sort of got out with some of your uh, analysis there of the, the the round and a few of the rounds to come. Um, yeah, I was leaning towards the Eagles if because I, I thought Barras, McGovern, and Yo were all coming up. Um, but I, uh, yeah, this could be maybe I'll riot during the game. Who knows? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not, not so certain, but I think um, a win. Uh, we'll see Trevor. A win. We'll, we'll make sure we see Trevor on Monday, gloating about how good the kids are and the club's in safe hands. And um, a loss. Uh, hopefully, his Audi's on bricks and um, and uh, he's out the door. Jeez. Mm, okay. Well. We'll see you next week. Yep. Yep. All right, All right, Steve. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Luke. See you, Have mate. Good one.